You're listening to the Natalie Parker Studio Podcast, episode number 21. In today's episode, we're discussing the importance of exploring ideas in your studio. That's coming on up. Welcome to the Natalie Parker Studio Podcast, the podcast for women artists who are ready to pursue their creative dreams so that they can thrive both in life and in business. I'm your host, Natalie Parker, artist and mentor to women creatives around the globe. In this podcast, I'll share with you the strategies, principles, and mindset that you need to build a purposeful and fulfilling creative business. If you're ready to be inspired, encouraged, and equipped to build the art business of your dreams, then you're absolutely in the right place. Let's dive in to today's episode. Well, hey there, artists, and welcome to the show. I'm really excited to unpack today's topic with you. But before we do, I just want to give a huge shout out to Holly S, who left this fab review of the show over on Apple Podcasts, where she wrote a must-listen for all creatives. Natalie gets to the core of some of our biggest fears as artists. She navigates you from the emotional stumbling blocks, reframing how to view the situation in a different light in order to move forward. Her ability to bridge practical advice with emotional support to get things done is fabulous. And what is absolutely fabulous, Holly, is that review. Thank you so much for doing that. And it has also been wonderful to support you lately. I've seen you come through our training and to see you progress in your creative journey. So if you want more artists to see the show, if you're loving the show, would you do me a favor? Go down below, hit the rate this show and leave that review there for us. I made it super easy. It walks you through that progress. And if you do, you have the chance to be featured here on the show. And I'll even give a shout out to your Instagram. If you have one, just DM me and let me know. So I love to share with you on this podcast principles and practical strategies that either myself or my students use to support them in their creative practice. Now, we've recently just wrapped up my live five-part workshop series, Find Your Painting Style, where I took the registered artists through a five-step progress to help them get clarity around their style. Now, if you've missed the training, you can go and purchase the recordings and go through it at your self-pace. There will be a link below in the show notes where you can grab that. But what happened during this training is one of the steps that I talked about was the exploration of ideas. As I was working with these artists and I've done this training, I've had over 2,000 people go through this training, I've noticed a common theme. And that is that many artists don't actually have a plan for how they will spend their time in their studio. Now, if there's no clear plan for how you're going to go into your studio, no strategy on what you're actually going to focus on, then how do you expect to make progress in your ideas? So it was a little wonder that these artists were coming to me. They didn't know their style. Instead, they're just going in. They're trying all these different things and not getting the results that they wanted. And I'm seeing that a lot. Artists not focusing. And you know what? I don't blame you because here's what seems to be happening a lot at the moment and I'm seeing this go around. There's this huge emphasis on do what you feel, um, 
just go into your studio, you know, have some fun, you know, just play around. And then, you know, the ideas, they'll just come up. You'll suddenly, you know, you'll even start to make progress in your creativity and you will, you know, start to produce the art that you like. And while I 100% believe in the value of having playtime, for a better word, or less of a structure in your studio, if you really want to master your style and improve your work, you need an exploration plan. A plan, a strategy of what you want to focus on when you're in your studio. Because why? Here's what happens when you simply play in your studio and you don't explore your ideas. The first one is very obvious. You make little progress because you're not taking it seriously. You're going in with that mindset of I'm just going to play. I'm just going to try these new colors, try these new techniques. There's no actual plan from A to Z. There's no measurement of when you're actually making progress. Because of that, you'll end up frustrated because things aren't working out. You're not disciplining yourself to master a certain skill and you get frustrated because why? You end up with a whole lot of unfinished work. So you go through something, you might have like the messy middle. There's an episode on that. You can go and listen to that. You might have the messy middle. You might have a challenge when you're not too sure what to do with a certain technique. Your paints might, um, they might not be working very well. And so instead of pushing through, instead of exploring, instead of learning, You just leave it, right? And we pop up and we start something else. And because of that, what also happens? You waste a lot of materials. Now, this is a huge one because there's this real argument for it. A lot of people that have finally come and joined the Confident Brush invested in it. Some of their biggest reasons why they didn't initially invest was that they were worried about the financial investment. They were thinking that putting down $30, odd $40 a month was going to take away from them, that they were losing something. But you know what pretty much 100% of them have said to me is that this was the best investment. Why? Because they're not wasting as many supplies anymore. They know how to use them. Many of them have gone on to start selling their work and actually their investment is paying them back. The other thing that can happen when you just focus on play and not on actually exploring your ideas is you never really strengthen your skills. So with art, with creativity, there are so many different techniques. There are so many different subject matters, color palettes, art styles, so many things that we can explore. And what tends to happen is that we hop from one to the other and when you do that you don't really strengthen one particular idea now when you're starting out it is very normal and very common I don't want you to feel like oh that sounds like me to try different things and I encourage this and I teach this inside the confident brush we have different styles different color palettes different techniques but there comes a certain point where you need to decide 
on a path or a few ideas that you really, really want to master. Because if you want your style to improve, if you want to be known for a particular strength in your work, a particular subject matter, if you want to strengthen your work and get recognized for that, you need to focus on a few things. And then of course, if you're just focusing on playing, your progress is going to be slow. Now, this 100% seems counterintuitive, right? It's like, oh, Nat, I just, I want to go into my studio. Look, I want to go, I want to play, I want to try all these things. And 100%, there's time for that, right? But if you actually want to move forward faster, you need to pick a few and focus on them and go deep. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. So you're like, okay, cool, Nat, you know, this is awesome. You've, you've made the case, Nat, all right, I need to go into my studio. I need more structure, you know, I need to explore how does that look? Here's how it looks. If you have an exploration plan, I want you to put something together that simply outlines, and this is what the students did in the training, simply outlines a few key ideas that you want to focus on in your studio. Then what you do is you spend a certain amount of time in your studio simply focusing on them, understanding them, going deep and mastering them. So here's an example, a real life example of how this would work. Okay, so for myself personally, this week, I've been going through this process. Everything I teach you guys, I teach my students, I do it myself. There are certain ways, certain principles that are the same, guys, regardless of whether you're a beginner, a passionate and emerging, or a professional artist. We all go through the same process. So just this week, I've been in my studio and I've been exploring a couple of ideas. Now, what I've had in my mind for a very long time, I have this picture, you know, I'm, I'm an abstract floral artist. So I've had this picture of the series of work that I want to do that explores a centralized composition. Okay, so what I mean by that is everything is basically in the center. I want to have it in a line and I want to explore that centralized composition, but I want to explore how I can put some abstract floral shapes in there working in lots of different clusters, okay? And then at the top and the bottom, I want really sort of white negative space. Now, this is something that I, I just, every time I go to look at my work and I think of that picture in my mind, that always comes up. And what has been happening lately, and I'm guilty of this and this may happen to you, is we fall into our comfort zones, right? So I'm like, oh, I know I want to explore that idea, but I've got this, you know, I've got this other stuff that's going on really well, especially when you become a professional artist, like I know what will sell, I know what is commercially viable, right? So I'll, I'll go and I'll focus on that because obviously we've got bills to pay, you know, life and realities. But then this idea just keeps coming up and I know that it's going to be great work. So I've had to discipline myself this week and it's a good thing that I'm <laughs> waiting for a new order of canvases to come out, but what I've done is I've disciplined myself to go into my studio to explore this idea. So how I'm doing it is I have some paper, like um, you can work on canvases and stuff, but this for me, basically it's more like 
A4, A5 studies, okay? And I'm going to do a series of them, maybe six or ten, and I'm just going to play with this idea of a centralized composition. I want to look at, there's a certain color palette that I'm working at, so I'm going to explore the different ratios of those colors. So what I mean by that is, you know, it might be that 60% is got like a magenta sort of burgundy red I might have 30% that is a green and maybe 10% that sort of has some gold sort of mustardy color in there and then I might play around with you know different ratios of those and see see, see what works okay so this whole exploration in my studio is exploring one or two ideas it's working with that color palette that I have and it's working with the centralized composition and looking at clusters so I'm going to play around with those ideas and then what will happen from that is I'm going to get more clarity around how it works and when we're doing it on paper when I'm doing those studies it's one it's not wasting my resources but it's opening up so many ideas for me okay because sometimes when I go to a canvas and often how I do mainly because I'll just go to a canvas I have an idea or you may have, I may have produced two or three pieces before and I'll go and I'll produce more of those but when I take that time I step back I have this work on paper I'm going to have all these different studies in my studio and then I'm going to take them onto canvas so it feels for me like I'm slowing down but you know what I'm actually speeding up because I'm getting clearer and clearer I'm refining my style I have a style in fact we all have a style it's simply about developing it progressing it and refining it okay because in my particular work it's going to have colors that I work with a lot it's going to have those floral forms it's going to have this ribbon light structure that I work with as well so that is how I explore in my studio so I'll probably spend the next two weeks doing that so I'm going in there you know I'm sitting at my desk I've got some bits of paper and I'm just working with these colors trying them in different ratios trying different forms in a cluster you know will some be big will some be small what happens if I introduce some um, line work in there as well like I'd like to work with a little bit of color but often I also have some charcoal or some pencil on there you know what are my ratios in terms of negative and positive space you know if I make that cluster bigger or smaller how does that change the relationship in the work so that is what I'm going to be doing if you want to follow along with that I'm going to be obviously sharing some of that over on my IG at Natalie Parker Studio you can watch that and see my progress as I explore my ideas I have a plan I have a strategy now if I didn't have that what would happen would be I'd, I'd just kind of go in there and I would play around probably say <laughs> I'm not a very patient person unless I have a plan I'd probably go around guys for like half an hour an hour maybe try a new color palette and that would be it and then I would be like oh man I just need to produce more work I want to get more out I know I can sell it so I'd default back to what I had but I wouldn't be improving and regardless of where you are in your creative practice there is always room for improvement and I take it as a huge responsibility that I have as a leader as a lead my students as a professional artist for my collectors as well that my work gets better and better every year so that is how I explore my ideas so for you what could you explore in your studio so let's talk about a few things you could do one is my favorite which is where you might start it might simply be 
color. There are so many opportunities you can open up with color. So you could go, you could do a Pinterest board, you could go look at different color palettes, find one or two ideas that you really, really want to work with. When we're working with color, color is so powerful. It communicates the meaning, it communicates the emotion behind our work. And sometimes you can have the best composition, the best technical skills, but you might look at your work and go, it's just not, something's not right. It's not communicating the message that I want it to communicate. And often that's because the colors aren't right. So get the foundation right first. Get that color palette sorted. So spend a week, two weeks trying new palettes. Put them up on your wall. Look at them. You know, sometimes we look at an artwork, right, and we love it. And then we come back the following day and we're like, no. <laughs> I don't know what happens overnight, but sometimes we just change our mind or change our opinions. So work with some different palettes. Look at the different ratios you can use or the percentages of how much of one color you could have against another. Look at how one color looks on top of the other. Just have fun exploring color. The other thing you could explore in your studio is subject matter. And this is really good if you are... Jumping between one or the other style, okay, or subject matter, sorry, and you're like, oh, I need to focus on one. Pick one and go deep with that subject matter. So say, for instance, you are wanting to explore florals. Okay, you've decided, okay, my, my subject matter is going to be flowers. Do you have enough visual information and knowledge on how flowers look? Can you even get more specific on that? Say, for instance, roses. Now, Back in the day, probably three, four, five years ago when I was painting roses, I did a lot of exploring roses in my studio and that looked like me going in and sitting down and drawing a full tonal sketch of multiple, <laughs> multiple roses, okay? It took a lot of time and then I transferred that into paint. I don't know how many roses I have painted realistically, but it was a lot, you know, and I looked at them from different viewpoints as well. I looked at different varieties of roses, different colors. I went out and I took some photos from the botanical gardens at a beautiful rose garden back in Wellington in New Zealand. I got very, very clear about my subject matter and what it was like, because the clearer you are, the more you understand it. You understand the form, the shape, the way, the light, the colors, all that works whether it's roses, boats, landscapes, people, animals, whatever you're working with, the more strength you're going to have in that and the easier you can then go on to change it and adapt it and tweak it to play with it in your style. So really, really master that subject matter. Okay, Don't be a jack of all trades, for better word. Pick something and go deep with it. That's what's going to give you some strength in your style. The other one could be you might want to explore painting techniques. So I love drips. If you want to explore drips, go and look at Bill Hammond or Pat Steer. But it might be, like, oh man, I've, I've wanted to try drips. And this was me, you know, years ago. I was like, how do they do that? I don't know how they do that. I'm like, do they lift their work up? You know, how do drips work if it's on a paper? Do I need to add medium to my acrylic? Um, then I was like, oh, some people are using spray, like water spray guns. 
to spray their work and then make it drip or what happens if I have my brush and I load it up with wet sort of watery acrylic and make that drip what kind of effect will that give or what does the drip look like when it's dripping down raw canvas is it going to bleed into the canvas do I need something behind it see one little technique but like that guys you could spend ages mastering in your studio the other one could be materials. So it might be you want to try something new. You might want to try working with oils of all things. So how, how do they work? You know, what kind of brands do you want to get? How are you going to blend them? How long do you need to wait for them to dry? Could you look at mixing your oils with your acrylics? How does that happen? If you have the acrylic base, you know, I know many artists have acrylic base on their work and then they put the oils on top because they add that richness to it so play with your materials you could explore composition and like I mentioned to you I'm exploring a centralized composition you could explore you know working slightly off center what would happen if you kind of shifted it what would happen if you had a composition that was very very busy okay so a lot of stuff going on but it just had one little negative negative bit of space in one of the corners what if you worked in a composition like pop-up okay where they divide everything into a grid how could you do that how could that explore your ideas even more you could explore pattern I love patterns so it might be that you um, I'm just thinking of love Moroccan rugs which is over here in Australia it might be that you I love those patterns you might go get some Moroccan patterns or you might like um I don't know, Pacific Island patterns or Māori patterns or Indian designs or you might love geometric or art deco patterns. I want to get some wallpaper like that. Side note, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> but you might want to go and explore these patterns. So how could you do that? Could you look at the patterns and the textures around your home perhaps and go and photograph you know, some of those or draw those or do you want to go to a beautiful market or a beautiful fabric store and get all of these ideas and play with pattern and introduce that into your work? Something else you could explore, you could explore the elements and principles of design. Okay, so things like line. Okay, I can say line to you like Nat, line is a line. How do I explore that? Uh, very many ways. <laughs> so you have thin line, you have thick line, you have curly line, you have straight line, you have gestural line, you have organic line. You could cluster all your lines over together and you can spread them apart. You could have different colours in the line. What would happen if you had four lines and one of those lines was fluorescent and popped out? How would that play around with your work? One simple idea you can really go deep with. Um, you may want to explore texture and we love this we do this in the confident brushes a texture module in there but I showed the students how to explore texture for one week so we looked at two-dimensional and three-dimensional texture so 2d is things like um, 2d is where you simply use lines okay so that is flat so that's things like cross hatching hatching scumbling stippling those kinds of things 3d textures when obviously it's 3d it's got some substance or some form to it you know it comes up a little bit so you might want to look at using impasto gel or making your own texture adding a bit of dirt to your paint I've done that um, before you know is something that I could work with you could look at using tissue paper any kinds of things that works with texture another thing you might want to work with is form or shape so that could be things like looking at 
geometric shapes okay or organic shapes which do you want to work with do you want to do them big do you want to do them small do you want to play with both kinds of ideas so I hope that's given you a few ideas on what you can explore now in your studio but basically the concept guys to pick guys is to pick one or two ideas that you can really study and go deep with because the stronger you are in a few key elements the stronger your work's going to be you don't need to know everything as an artist you don't need to master every technique you need to pick some that you love and go with them and that's really going to add that strength to your work you could simply produce a solid body of work by taking one of these ideas for example line and exploring it deeply okay this is what's going to help you refine your style and get way more focus in your work and it is for this reason that every month inside the Confident Brush, right, we spend the first week exploring an idea. Literally, week one is called Exploring Your Ideas. <laughs> so it could be um, sometimes we cover things like a new color palette. It might be blending. It could be looking at mixed media techniques, which we did this month. Mark making, line, texture, layering, composition. Okay, all of the foundational art making skills that you need in order to become a more skilled or a more competent artist. Why? Because like I mentioned last week, when you're more competent in your skills, it's going to give you way more confidence as an artist. And the more confident you are as an artist, the more you're going to share your work, you're going to sell it, and you're going to get that personal satisfaction from your creative journey. Okay, so we have just closed the doors to the Confident Brush, which is Coolio. But if you want to join us later on when we open again, make sure to join the waitlist. I'm going to pop that in the show notes below and you can go and sign up there. Well, lovely, that is a wrap for today's episode. If you've loved this episode, will you do me a favor? Go over to IG. I love to hang out there. Let me know you've loved it. Tag me in and share it at Natalie Parker Studio. I'll be back here next Monday with another fab episode to inspire, encourage and equip you to build the art business of your dreams. Have a fantastic week exploring those ideas in your studio and I'll talk to you soon.